This morning I would like to share with you from the life of Jeremiah as we did yesterday I would like to share from the book of uh, Jeremiah. Let's all turn our Bible to Jeremiah chapter 1. Let me read from verse 1 through 10. Jeremiah chapter 1. The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests who were in Anadoth, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, O oh Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. So this morning, just want to share with you on mostly about verse 10. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. This is the call of God on the life of Jeremiah. God called Jeremiah to do all these six things that is mentioned in verse 10. I believe it's not just the call of Jeremiah alone, it is the call of each and every one of us. God has asked us or commanded us to do all these six things as we move away along in our Christian walk with the Lord. You know, each one of us obey to the call of God in a different way, in a different measure and God uses us accordingly because Bible says God has called every one of us. God has called. You know, even the Bible says God has, even though many are called but few are chosen, but God has called all of us into this, into his kingdom. But every one of us obey to the call of God in a different measure and that's how God uses in different ways. I believe God's call in our life has three stages. God has called us to serve ourselves. To serve, serve our own lives. And God has called us to serve our own family. And thirdly, God has called us to serve the community or the nation. 
God's call in our life can be understood in these three different ways. One, to serve our lives to ourselves. Two, to serve our family. Thirdly, to serve the community. If you want some more scriptures to support this, Joshua, he says, but for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You know, that was the call on Joshua's life, to serve the Lord. He wanted to serve the Lord, not only he alone, along with his household. Jesus, when he spoke to his disciples in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the end of this earth. What does it mean? It says, you will be my witnesses and you will be serving me in Jerusalem, serving for yourself, and in Judea and Samaria, serving for your family, that those who are near and dear to you, and to the uttermost part of the earth. That means to the nation and the society. So God's call has three different dimensions in our lives. You know, Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That means God's calling, calling in our life is not limited to our own self. It's not limited to our own family. It is also extended to the nations and miles apart across the sea and across the land. You know, as we have get onto the air flight, and I'm so sure Sister Mary is going to get into the airplane very soon to, as she goes to Sri Lanka. You know, there is a life-saving technique they teach. You know, the stewards or the, 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 the air attendants, the flight attendants, they say something. What do they say? They say, in the midst of, or in, the, in case of uh, low oxygen level, the oxygen mask will be dropped. And what you should do, put the oxygen mask for yourself first and then make sure the little ones are okay and tie their mask with them. So they give an instruction, first you take care of yourself and then worry about the neighbors or you know, the children who are sitting with you. You know, that's the same kind of instruction even God is giving to Peter. You know, Peter, some point of time, Jesus knew very well that he is going to deny Jesus the Lord. And you know, Jesus told him, Jesus told Peter and he, say, he said, But I have prayed for you, that you are going to deny me, but I have prayed for you, that your faith should not fail. And then he told something very amazing and peculiar and he said and when you have returned to me strengthen your brethren in other versions the NLT says so when you have repented and turned to me again strengthen your brothers KJV King James version says and when thou art converted strengthen thy brethren that shows very clearly the call in every one of our life is to strengthen us, to bring us back to God, to return back to God first, and then to strengthen the brethren. The brothers means the dear ones around us. So God's call in our life has three, three different dimensions. What is our call in our lives this morning? Which is affecting our own lives, which is affecting our family, which is affecting the neighbors and the people who are living in this world today. 
Today I want to talk about the six aspects of God's call in our life. You know, before we go there, I'd like to make it clear today's sermon, you know, will affect us or it will not affect us if we are the following you know sometimes I make my sermon little more you know general because I believe as we record these sermons there will be people listening to, to the sermons so sometimes I make little more general you know sometimes it's things are applicable in general may not be specifically to ourselves as a church but as a in a church as a whole it is applicable to everyone you know sometimes uh, we when we say these kind of sermons especially the one we are talking about today the call of God in the life of Jeremiah it will not affect us if we decide to live only for this world it will not have any sense to us it will not have any meaning to us if we do not care really about the eternity it, it will not affect us if we are ignorant of the coming of the Lord it will not affect it will not have any meaning to us this morning if we do not know that we need to give account for every deed we do in our flesh when we stand before the judgment throne of Jesus Christ you know as we are studying the book of Revelation we were talking about even in heaven there is cry there are two different times people are going to cry believers are going to cry even in heaven not in eternity but in heaven one reason is when as we stand before the throne judgment throne of Jesus Christ every believer has to stand before the judgment throne of Jesus Christ and we will be crying and we found out what we will be crying for let me ask some questions here for wasted time on this earth we will be crying to Jesus as he asked questions for the time which we have wasted in on this earth you know, I'm sure if we ask Chandravil brother, he will tell you there is so much of need in my village. I feel bad I was not doing anything today. That is putting the urgency in, in my heart that I need to do something now because the time is running out and people are perishing, they are dying without Jesus. You know, that kind of urgency. So there will be cry in heaven as we think about the wasted time on this earth there will be second cry in heaven as we see even though we don't stand before the judge the white throne judgment the judgment towards condemnation as we see our own people our own spouse our children our parents and the neighbors and the friends and the relatives and people from our own village standing before the judgment white throne judgment uh, the throne of judgment and you know judged towards the eternal hell and separating from away from us and walking into their eternal destiny of hell and we will be crying and then Bible says in Revelation chapter 21 God will wipe away all your tears and there will be no more tears as we walk into eternity and we will not even know after that because we are going to delight in the presence of God but what about our loved ones there will be cry in heaven so it will not make any sense if someone is not really caring about the eternal heaven or eternal hell so I'm sure we are here sitting today to know more about what is the call in my life I'm talking about six different call of God or aspects of God's call in our life 
You know, if we notice that very closely, there are four calls in the life of Jeremiah. Four of them are destructive in nature and two of them are constructive in nature. Root out, to pull down, to destroy and throw down are destructive in nature. To build and to plant are constructive in nature. Let's keep that in mind. You know, ever you wondered about a beautiful garden as we see a garden full of roses? Have you ever thought how this garden was constructed first of all? You know, once it was a wasteland full of thorns and thorny bushes everywhere and someone decided to make it as a garden and he appointed someone to uproot the weeds and to dig the ground further and collect all the stones and to throw them away from that land and to another person it was given to plant and water the garden plant the flowers flower plants and some shrubs and also to build a fence around it so that nobody will trespass through that land or any cattle or anything will not cross the land cross the garden all these things happened prior to we see the beautiful garden in that place it is so true in our life all this has to happen before our life becomes a beautiful garden like this you know probably that's what is the goal of God in our lives today you know if you see the garden both these men were laboring and both their labors were necessary but if you notice that without rooting out rooting up the weeds and without you know collecting the stones and throwing away out of them someone cannot go and plant a, you know a rose plant there someone cannot there is no need of building a fence around it so there is certain things need to be done in our life today morning god is calling us to do to do those things in our lives bible says we are fellow workers in god's vineyard so we expect all this thing to happen in our own life as we serve the lord lord god almighty together this morning you know bible talks about six different aspects of the call of god in our life For number one to root out to root out to pluck it out with the roots to pull it out with the roots you know the weeds are to be plucked out with the roots in the parable of tares and weeds if you remember in matthew chapter 13 jesus says the weeds need to be uprooted the weeds need to be pulled with the root but he's also said i will not do it because it's going to uproot the good plants the weeds the good plants i will not do it but what it conveys the weeds need the, the weeds need or the tares need to be uprooted fully in hebrew uh, 12 chapter 15 bible talks about the roots of bitterness the roots of bitterness in bible you know as a children of god god is calling us to pull out every root of bitterness in our life this morning i believe that is the first call in my life to uproot everything that is not of god first timothy 6 10 says love of money being the root of all evil love of money being the root of all evil god expects us to pull those roots in our lives you know there are seven deadly sins you know if you go even to google and you know google it there are seven deadly sins they are also called capital sins seven capital sins what are they these sins are the root of all the other sins they are built around it if you see any man or woman in the world in nature 
they are all filled with all these seven sins because Bible says we are born as a sinners what are they what are these seven capital sins first of all wrath the anger greed that's covetousness sloth sloth is called laziness pride lust envy envy is jealousy jealous of something and gluttony what is gluttony gluttony in the it comes from the latin word gluter it means to gulp down or to swallow with or with over indulgence or with over consumption of something we like the food overeating basically you know you need more and more more than what we need bible talks about all the seven capital sins and it says rest rest of the sins are built around it yeah Oh, okay, so there are the seven capital sins. It's a wrath, the anger, the creed, covetousness, sloth or laziness, pride we know, lust we know, envy or jealousy, and gluttony. Gluttony is, you know, something which we need, trying to have more than what we need. And today God is telling us to uproot everything. I cannot say that I don't have all this in my life. I do have all this in my life. But it is up to me to decide whether I want to pull it out or I just want to, you know, uh, trim it off. There are two things we can do. Either we can just trim it away in the surface. But if we do that, it is going to show up at some time later in my life. So best thing for me to do is maybe to pluck it out. To pull it out. God is calling me today to root out these things from my life today. So these sins are the every you know these sins are the reason or cause for every other sin in my life you know how this sins get into my life it's there in every cells in my life it's there in every blood corpuscles in my life whether it is erythrocyte or uh, leukocyte it is there in my blood cells it is there in every gene and chromosome in every one of my body part these sins are already there it is God is calling us today morning to pull these roots from our life. You know, sometimes these roots will so go deep into our lives. Sometimes we find these roots will go so wide in our life. Sometimes these roots will get entangled with each other. It becomes harder for someone to pull it out from our lives. But God is expecting us to do that with his, you know, help. There are weapons in the Bible mentioned. Some of the weapons I can quickly list. You know, you can also listen to the audio later. So some of the weapons are the word of God, which will do its job of pulling this root fear of the Lord will help us to pull this root from our life the disciplined prayer life and the renewing of our mind is most important that will help us to come out of this you know sins in our life by resisting and saying no to sin and making ourselves accountable will help us to come out of this fleeing away from the youthful lust controlling you know all our five different senses all this will help us to come out of the sins in our life so this morning God is calling us first of all to uproot those things you know God God's grace is important more than everything we need to depend on God's grace and only his grace alone can help us to come out of the secondly number two to pull down 
first thing god is expecting us to uproot or to root out secondly god is calling us to pull down what we need to pull down second corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty in god for pulling down of strongholds pulling down of strongholds so god wants us to pull down the strongholds in our life what are these strongholds what are these strongholds that can be built in our life you know as we grow in the lord that's where you know it's important it's becoming important for us as we grow in the lord and start walking with him the enemy will try every possibility to pull us down by building strongholds in our life the one we are going to talk about today is the most powerful stronghold is what the enemy can build in our mind enemy can build a stronghold in our mind first of all it enemy can build a stronghold in our mind about us the thoughts which comes in our mind about our own lives you know what kind of thought they are the thought which tells us i will never change in my life i am bad nobody loves me on this earth i'm a stupid it's all my fault that i am going through in my life i am a total failure and i lived 30 years 40 years 50 years 60 years in my life but it's a failure i'm you know repeating or i'm reaping what i sowed year back my life is not safe on this earth my situation is hopeless you know these are the strongholds enemy can bring build in our mind this morning god is telling you and me to pull it down pull the strongholds down in our life because bible says our warfare our weapons of our warfare are not carnal it is mighty in god to pulling down of strongholds you know anything that is rising within you against your own life our own life it is not of god because bible says in christ jesus there is no condemnation it is true that we would have sowed something really not good according to the worldly you know standard we should be reaping it the benefit of it it is not good because we sowed something really bad in the past life but bible says once we become children of god god wipes away everything we don't need to reap those things which we sowed because today we are a child of god jesus died for us if we still think that i am going through what i sowed year back jesus died on the cross is a waste but it is not so we are today you know children of god and we are walking in the light we don't need to experience the reward of what we did in the years ago in our life because today we are in the newness of life and we are walking with god secondly the stronghold enemy can build in our mind is about others and we need to be very careful here you know another stronghold enemy can build is about the people whom we see every day enemy can bring into our mind is to say that these people always talk against me you know they people always talk really bad about me they don't understand me what i go through in my life they always try to fault 
try to find the fault and try to find some reason in my life they always look at like my enemies and when they look at me they look at me like an, an enemy they are jealous of me sometimes you know I'm doing good and God is using me and God is blessing me and they always look at me and they are jealous of me they don't really care about my well-being you know these are some of the thoughts enemy can put in our mind about others and God is telling us to pull those strong holes into in our life you know do you think really someone else has time for those things they don't have time to keep thinking about ourselves you know they have their own problem they have <laughs> their own struggle to go it go through it you know remember nobody is angry with us today and nobody is you know trying to find fault with us who will find fault with us it is the enemy it is the enemy is the one who is trying to find fault with somebody else not people not those who are around us we need to destroy this strongholds this thinking which is repeatedly coming in our mind secondly god is telling us today morning to pull down this strongholds third aspect of the stronghold is the another deadly stronghold enemy can build in our mind is doubt is doubt you know doubt is something which enemy can build in our mind and destroy our whole life i have seen with my own eyes people go through this doubt till the end of their life even at the sick bed even at the death bed they still have the doubt they still doubt their spouse where he is what he is looking at even at the dead bed even before they breathe the last breath they still doubt what he is looking at what she is looking at i have seen people like this you know we need to be very careful about doubt never doubt our spouse never doubt our spouse they are not trying to do anything against us you know never doubt god given abilities it is important never doubt god given abilities it's not our ability it is given by god and we are not the one using it it is used by god for his purpose never doubt about future bible says who holds the future today we sang that song because he lives who holds the future he god holds the future who are we to doubt about our future no we cannot doubt about our future don't doubt about god's ability to change my life god is able to change my life i know what i go through i know my weaknesses i know where i can fall i know where I, the enemy can dig the you know pit hole in my life but don't about doubt about that don't doubt about god's ability to change and sustain and continue my life don't doubt god's power he is god almighty don't doubt the eternal life eternal life is a promised one for the children of god enemy can bring doubt in that area and he tells it he can tell you there is nothing like that once you are died you don't really know what's really going on here on this earth why do you need to bother about that sometimes enemy brings that doubt in our life no never doubt about the eternal life never doubt about god's call in our lives jeremiah was you know very clear even at the childhood you know god's call came upon him initially there was doubt he was 
was doubtful but then God reassured his calling upon even in the same chapter you see he gave two different visions to Jeremiah and he showed the branches of almond tree and he also showed a boiling pot and confirmed and removed his doubt in his life you know today what we are going through is God is showing us and to remove every doubt from our lives let's not have this doubt in our life you know doubt is a deadly disease that eats our bones doubt is a deadly disease that eats our bones you know even even on the psychologist and the, the um, doctors say that the reason for some of the bone diseases are doubt or doubt and there is no doubt in that you know we need to be very careful as we handle with the stronghold in our life doubt kills people as they are alive do not allow the stronghold to build your life your family your our church and our society you know the weapon against the stronghold is the word of god again the repentance complete repentance from our sinful life our personal testimony will remove that doubt from our life we need to testify about the goodness of God by doing it every time we see that doubt is being taken away from our life so testimony is another tool forgiveness many times we doubt on others because we have that little bit of bitterness somewhere deep in our heart we are not able to forgive that's where we build the doubt in their lives about them about someone else blood of Jesus prayer and dying to sin so God is calling us to pull down the strongholds in our life number three God is calling us to destroy those who are not are that who are that are not godly destroy anything that stops us from following God Jeremiah was given this call very clearly to root out to pull down to destroy destroy anything that is not or that is stopping me from following God if you remember but what really happened when God called Elijah the call of God came upon the life of Elijah we read that in first Kings chapter 1921 in the life of Elijah when the call of God came upon his life he said I will just go and see my parents and kiss them and kiss my dad and come back and join you but Elijah, Elijah was not happy the way Elijah responded and you know when Elijah came when the call of God came upon his life he was plowing the land if you remember now as God called him he looked back and see the oxen were standing there and with the instruments which he used for plowing the land it is standing there and now Elisha very well he knew if he keeps those instruments those oxen there some point of time in his life he is going to turn back from God and go back into his own profession you know what he did when the call of God came upon his life he destroyed what did he destroy he destroyed those oxen and he destroyed at those instruments which he used to plow the land and he destroyed and he cooked that meat those meat and served everybody Elijah destroyed what was really preventing him to obey the call of God today God expects us to destroy those things in our lives which will not allow us to go to obey and walk after the Lord you know we don't need to be afraid to destroy those things if anything is trying to stop us from following God we should not be destroyed we should not be afraid to destroy those things it may be a friendship 
that the moment the friendship comes in our life we may find that it is stopping me from following God it may be an ungodly relationship in our lives which will slowly develop and it will stop the, 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 the passion we carry to serve the Lord to follow God it may be a website that we frequently visit that may take us away from God's presence it may be sometimes the URL which we have stored in the bookmark we may have to take it out we may have to destroy that if that is preventing us from following God you know today some of us are loaded with so many things of this world you know as we live on this world it is important that we need to take care of our duties to the family our children and our parents and everybody but you know one side we also need to see the call of God in our life if some of our time is taken away by the work and studies and you know the things of this world we need to be careful to draw the line where what God wants me to do we should be able to destroy those things occupying the call of God in our life you know some of us carry the burden about our future about our children about our parents sometimes we feel they will you know prevent me or stop me from obeying to the call of God in my life and we should be able to destroy those thinking and those mindsets from our life then only God can do something in our lives the burden about future you know Bible says our God is a jealous God he doesn't want anything to stand between us and God before God destroys those things we need to destroy those things in our lives if we destroy those things in our life it will be good for us before God takes vengeance to destroy those things in our lives because Bible says he is a jealous God when it comes to the matter of serving God following God he is very jealous he doesn't really care because Bible says if someone says no I want to settle this matter and then I follow you then God gives a different answer we notice that the way he called his disciples into his life he was not giving the ordinary you know answer to those questions he was answering in a different way so that we need to understand when it comes to the call of God in our life God acts in a different way because he's a jealous God if we don't destroy those things you know our spiritual state will remain in the same state year after year but today morning God is calling us to destroy those things number four to throw down to throw down in Exodus 4 2 and 3 we see the way God was dealing with Moses Lord asked him what do you have in your hand and he said a rod and God said cast it down on the ground throw it on the ground today morning call of God in our life is to throw what we hold in our hand you know God wants us to throw everything that we can boast it is of me we can boast and brag about our lives and ourselves God is expecting us to throw those things that is the call today morning in my life in Isaiah 64 6 Bible says all our righteousness are like filthy rags and God is expecting us to throw those filthy rags in our lives <coughs> if someone can boast about himself if someone can boast about himself in his lifetime it is Apostle Paul the previous reference was Isaiah 64 6 if someone can boast about himself I believe it is Apostle Paul because he is a man of God he attained everything on this earth 
he i would say he experienced heaven on this earth because sometimes he says i was caught up into heaven i went to the third heaven and heard the voice of heaven what is going on there he's a man of god and he's such an educated man of god came from the tribe of benjamin and he's a, you know he's a you know he's a pharisee and he's a man of god and he's such a man of god you know what he says about himself i would like to read that in this context because god is talking to us today morning to throw down certain things which we carry it's what we think and it's we carry it's worth carrying but god is telling us it is not worth carrying those things in our lives i just want you to read from philippians philippians chapter 3 philippians chapter 3 verse 4 to 14 we'll not have time to read all those things philippians chapter 3 i will quickly go through some of the scriptures philippians chapter 3 verse 4 says though i also might have confidence in my flesh if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in flesh i more so circumcised the eighth day of the book sorry eighth day of the stock of israel of the tribe of benjamin a hebrew of the hebrews concerning the law a pharisee concerning uh, concerning zeal persecuting the church uh, concerning the righteousness which is in the law i am blameless but what things were gained to me these i have counted loss for christ jesus it indeed i also count all things loss for the excellence of knowing or the knowledge of christ jesus my lord for whom i have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that i may gain christ and he goes on and on and says in verse 10 he says that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death if by any means i may attain to the resurrection from the dead not that i have already attained or i am already perfected but i press on that i may lay hold of that for which christ jesus has also laid hold of me and he says brethren as an advice i do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing i do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward of those things which are ahead i press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of god in christ jesus only man who can boast about himself is apostle paul and today we are nowhere near to that man of god god wants us to throw everything that we keep bragging about our lives god wants us to destroy ourselves he wants us to throw i from our lives and he wants us to fill with you our god in our life as john the baptist said lord you must increase and i must decrease today morning god is calling us to throw down everything that we feel it is i it is me fifthly number 5 to build we saw the destructive call upon jeremiah's life and today in our lives and the fifth one is a constructive call to build god wants us to build what he wants us to build today in deuteronomy 27:5 if you read god says build an altar to me build an altar to me you know altar is a place where sacrifices are made and today god is calling us to build an altar what altar represents our prayer life our prayer walk with the lord the time we close the room close our chamber 
and spend communicating with God. Today God is asking us to build our prayer life. What else God expects us to build? God wants us to build walls that are broken. As we are you know, listening the testimony of Joel about Nehemiah, that's what God, even though in spite of all the discouragements, all the negative words which were spoken, Jeremiah was called to build the walls which are broken. What is broken in our life? Maybe our relationship with the Lord. Maybe our walk with the Lord. Maybe the, 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 we are not able to focus in godly things. Our mind is getting distracted with so many things. The moment we start praying about, you know, to God, the moment first thing comes into my mind is my own sickness. Next thing comes my mind is my own parents or my own children. What is broken in our life? Today morning God is expecting, calling us to set those things right in our lives. God expects us to build those broken walls around us. God wants us to build a temple. God was very clear in 2nd Chronicles 2.5 God says, the temple which I build will be great for God is greater than all. Solomon says this and God expects, wanted Solomon to build that temple. Today you and I are expected, called to build that temple in our life. What is the temple in our life? Bible says you are the walking and living temple and God expects us to build our life as a temple as we walk along with the Lord. In Jude verse 20 and 21, Bible says, Jude 20, 21, But you, beloved, building yourself up on the most holy faith. God wants us to build our faith life. Praying in the Holy Spirit, God wants us to fill with this Holy Spirit and build our walk with the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God. God wants us to build in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ and to eternal life. Jude 20, 21. So God is calling you and me today to build our prayer life. Build walls which are broken and destroyed and shattered by the enemy. And also God expects us to build a spiritual temple. Finally, number six, the to plant. So God called Jeremiah to root out and pull down, to destroy and throw down, and to build and to plant. What God expects him to plant, we read in Hosea, Hosea chapter 10 verse 12. Hosea chapter 10 verse 12 says, Sow for yourself righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord, till he comes and rains righteousness on you. God expects us to sow the seeds of righteousness. God expects us to plant the seeds of righteousness. Today what are we sowing in the life of our children? What are we sowing in the life of our children? You know that really matters. You know, I, I appreciate this uh, brother Chandravil and his family. I'm sure all of our families also doing that. You know, they make it a point that children they are not watching television. They are not sitting in front of the television. I don't know whether they have a television at all at home. They don't look at any of the cartoon characters. They are made to study the word of God. They are given enough books and references. They study the word of God. And today, the boy is able to preach the word of God. He is, um, maybe it's Hedgin Hansen's uh, age, and he preaches the word of God. 
you know that's how they bring up the children. I'm sure we are also doing it. We are also teaching our children the word of God. But it is important what we are sowing. Are we sowing righteousness into the lives of the little one? In Hosea 10:12, God expects us to sow righteousness, to plant righteous things in our life. In First Corinthians uh, 3:6, we read, Paul says, "I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase." God also expects us to plant. God expects us to do things for God. As we are placed, wherever we are, God expects us to plant seeds for God, Godly Kingdom. Now if you read quickly Matthew chapter 13, it's an interesting parable Lord Jesus told about Kingdom of Heaven. Matthew chapter 13, verse 31 and 32. Matthew 13 31 another parable he put forth to them saying listen to me kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field which indeed is the least of all seeds but when it is grown it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches he compared that with the kingdom of heaven on this earth and it says that parable goes saying that someone sowed the mustard seed you know someone planted that mustard seed now today you see that mustard seed grown up and became a tree and birds are coming and nesting over there in that branch you know today we are here someone has planted that seed in our life at some point of time otherwise we are not here Every one of us can say, this man of God, this woman of God, as we heard the testimony, that man of God, this man of God, this poor woman, this lady, that friend of mine, came one day, sowing the seed into my life. And today, here I am here, giving, accommodating many more with me, and growing in the kingdom of God, because of somebody planted that seed in my life. Today, God expects us to do the same thing. It doesn't matter who we are, but God expects us to do, by some means, plant those seeds into those lives. God wants us to plant that seeds that is eternal in nature. God wants us to invest in the life, planting those seeds you know, of God's word in others' lives. God expects us to speak God's words in others' life. Not the negative words, but the word of God to encourage them, to nurture them, to bring them up, not to break them down. God wants us to invest into the life of our children as we plant the seeds of eternal life in their lives. It is so important. It will grow and one day it will bring forth, you know, fruit or yield in multifold. God is also calling us to share God's word, the regions, the places where God's word cannot reach. God expects us to plan. God wants us to invest in the life of others by supporting those who are standing in the forefront, those who are facing the giants and fighting with them to you know, go ahead, to move forward with the gospel of the kingdom. God expects us to support those ministries and missionaries and those churches which are planted in different parts of the world and to take everyone to the eternal glory. So today morning, God is speaking us as he was talking to Jeremiah. God is calling us to root out and to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build 
and to plan. Shall we close our eyes?